right, folks, as you know, as you know, Shaggy's Soul Shakedown is every Thursday. Every Thursday. As you listen to the dulcet tones of J.D. Buell Band playing music for you during the fills tonight on Happy Hour, uh, we're going to dedicate this show. I mean, it's he was such a great guy. Uh, J.D. Buell, unfortunately, passed this mortal coil, and he is uh, playing music right now with uh, John Lennon and Elvis. I'd like to believe that. He probably wouldn't agree with that. He'd be like, uh, how about the Ramones guys? And some went punk rock, but you know. So we're going to be listening to J.D. Buell Band in the fills, but we are going to have a great happy hour open mic for you tonight. I'm very excited to bring you comedy here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, coming up at 8 o'clock, we have Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse with a hell hat, which I'm very excited about. But your first comedian of the night, what a powerhouse, what a, what a, what a little gem we have that was sent to us from the Deep South. Uh, I know there's a lot of things happening in the Deep South, but you know what? I don't mind Southern people because I know one of them, and he's a really fucking nice guy. He's like a really genuine stand-up dude. So I'm actually, he's the only person I know from the South right now. So hey, everybody in North Carolina, you get a pass because I know your next comedian. Put your hands together for Matthew Banks. Tell me which flight you'll be on. Yes, nice guy. Nice guys always finish last, Pam. That's what I hear. I don't know. Takes me like two hours. Oh. Uh, Fuck. Yeah, so, uh, rejection? You guys ever, you guys ever get rejected? I think, uh, the hardest part about rejection, like, like a lot of people are scared of being rejected, you know, because they have that crippling fear that they're gonna, you know, it's gonna be weird and all that. Well, like, I'm a guy that's been rejected, like, many, many times, and I can assure you that it's, like, every bit as bad as you think it's going to be. It's going to be really awkward and fucking embarrassing, and then every time you see that person afterwards, it's going to remind you what a fucking loser you are. It's amazing. But I found that the more and more that you continue to get rejected and ask them out, it kind of, like, it's kind of like that guy in that, um... That movie Kickboxer that keeps kicking the fucking tree until his, <laughs> until his shin doesn't hurt anymore. That's kind of what happens, has to happen with your soul. Uh, you just have to be constantly pounded into the ground. And eventually it just doesn't even hurt anymore. It doesn't face you at all. Yeah, see? Uh, after a while, you just you don't give a fuck. Um, let's see. So I've been... Uh, been on Instagram too much. I don't post pictures, but I scroll for pictures. And there's this one uh, one girl on there I saw, and she's a life coach now. You uh, you seen these fucking life coaches? Jesus Christ! Have you seen seen these life coaches? I was I was watching this one post, and she posted. Uh, she's like, today, I'm just gonna practice loving myself. She's like, hashtag self love. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Self-love? <laughs> like, if I'm not mistaken, I'm the jackass that fucks up everything I touch. Um, why would I want to be friends with the enemy? Uh, I don't know. Doesn't sound like a good option to me. 
can't put down the cookies, you get fat. That's self-inflicted. Um, I don't want any part of that. I, mean, I, I make more money than I've ever made, and I'm in bigger debt than I've ever been in. You think I'm supposed to supposed to love love that? I don't know. I feel like I feel like people that love you, like my grandmother, is fucking amazing. She loves the shit out of me, but she would never make me like eat a salad and go on a budget. I don't. I don't think that would happen. Uh, so I just got back. Uh, just got back from a wedding. Oh boy, fucking joy. Let's. Uh, you have to socialize a lot. I'm not big. As, I'm not big on socializing. I would rather just not. Um, but the, there's the, you have to like remember people's names when you see them again and. I'm I'm really good with faces. I'm not so good with names. And I thought about that for a minute, but I'm pretty sure that the people that are really good with names are also good with faces. Um, I don't think that's a thing where you're like, oh, her name's Amber, but I can't fucking remember what she looks like. Um, I don't know. It's not, not a thing. Uh, let's see. Wow, that came quickly. When you're killing, you're killing, Pam. Ah. Hear that honk? <laughs> yeah, that means get the fuck off. You have a minute. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just looking to see which one I can destroy with last. So I'm uh, not a big fan of salads. You like salads, dude? Fuck a salad, dude. I don't know. Salads are the hand jobs of food. <laughs> they really are, dude. The only thing that makes me any better is a little oil. And uh, you're always praying to God that there's a second course, right? I don't know. If I could just get a girl to spit on my salad, though. Oh! That'd be fantastic. You guys have been a lot of fun. Have a good night. (laughs) Matthew Banks, everyone. Yes! I'm sure he's been getting a lot of hate this week, and we need to give him the love because he's not representative of his other people that he came from. You're racist weirdos. He's not like that at all. He's a nice guy, and we like him. And we can't just say that just because you're from a certain place, you're a certain way. I mean, I'm from Danville, and I'm not a cunt. Your next comedian is a very funny lady, and you're going to enjoy her so much. Put your hands together for Elizabeth Mansfield! It doesn't really matter where I'm from. I am kind of a cunt. You're welcome. Um, So I have been traveling a lot recently. I just got back from Japan. You guys, has anyone here been to Japan? Let me tell you the single best thing about Japanese culture. When you meet somebody for the first time, or you you say hello, you say like konnichiwa, And then the second thing you say in traditional Japanese culture is hajime mashite, which loosely translates to please like me. And I like, why is this not a part of our culture? Like, do you know how many different life decisions I would have made if I could have just asked people to like me? Like, I never would have tried out for cheerleading. I would have just asked for friends. I never would have like given Jason Steinman a blowjob in my friend Becca's basement in seventh grade. I would have just been like, Jason, Hajime Mashite. 
and then give him a blowjob because I wanted to because he was a senior. That's how it is. Um, yeah, that was pretty amazing. Uh, what else do I have? Do you have new stuff for you guys? Oh, okay. Here's something. So I am in... Sorry, I'm going to take a moment to enjoy this music. <laughs> I love the mission. So I'm in a relationship for the first time in a long time, and I'm really conflicted about it because this guy is wonderful. Like, he's very respectful, and he's funny, and he's smart, and he's sexy, but he is, like, the biggest nerd in the world. Like, I asked him what he wanted for his birthday, and he was like, I'd really love a new laser. Like, that, not, not a laser, even, a new laser. Like, this is a person who owns multiple lasers, and I have to have sex with him, and I'm conflicted about that. And, like, we don't even really look like we go together. Like, he's, like, what you would imagine is, like, prototypical nerd, like, Patagonia t-shirt, like, weird-fitting jeans and sneakers, which I realize I'm also wearing right now, but that was because I walked here. I normally have cooler shoes on. Um, but when we go out to dinner, like I'm someone who cares about fashion. I care about how I look. So sometimes when we leave restaurants together, I just pretend like he's my Uber driver. So I'll just be like, are you looking for Elizabeth? Oh, okay. Yeah, let's go. And then I leave with him cause I don't want people to know. Um, what else? Yeah. Um, I love being with him though. It's kind of working because I feel like it's as I get older, I'm starting to want different things. Like when I was in my twenties, like I wanted guys who were like kind of like dangerous and sexy and mysterious. And now like show me a dad bod and a solid 401k and I will show you a pair of wet sensible full coverage briefs because I'm 35 and that's how I roll these days. That's what I wear. Um, so I work out a lot. I've been going to the gym. I just saw you like look me up and down like you, d- you do. That's, that happens all the time. I tell people I work out every morning and they're just like, they look at me like, really? But I do. And you guys, can I just like, do you not think I look amazing for someone who has two kids? Right? Thank you. I don't have any kids. <laughs> But I like to tell people I do because I need the affirmation. <laughs> They're like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I'm amazing. <laughs> I do have maternal instincts, though. So the other night, I had a dream that I adopted a toddler. And it arrived in a shipping container. <laughs> and I was standing on a dock, and it arrived in this box. And I leaned over, and I was like, are you ready to come out? And it was like, I'm ready. And that's my like, you can laugh, but I have a meeting with Amazon tomorrow to talk about this as a business idea. I think Todd to Learn a Box is like really gonna take out. You guys, this is a million dollar idea, but I live in San Francisco, so like that's not enough. Can't do anything with a million dollars. Get it, fans? See what I did there? not enough it's not this isn't even a joke I'm maybe it will become one but like I am 35 I want to own something I'm kind of obsessed with like I want to buy a condo or I want to buy a house and so I look at real estate all the time and I put they have this like what mortgage can you afford and I put in all of my hi I put in all of my income and I put in all of my expenses and they told me what I could afford and then I did a search of San Francisco 
to see what I could afford. And the only thing that came back were rooms in Sunrise Assisted Retirement Living. <laughs> so like, I can only afford what like an 80 year old on a fixed income can afford. So if I move in with the old people, I'm good. Um, what else? Uh, so when you're 35 and single, I think your sexual priorities start to change a little bit. Um, the other day, truck goes by. Don't ruin my punchline. The other day, I masturbated to being rich. I did. It was another fantasy. I was fantasizing about the guy that I'm currently fucking because I'm a loyal slut. And in the fantasy, we were in this luxurious hotel room, and I sent him away to get champagne. And then I was by myself in this very expensive hotel room, and I was just like, oh my God, I paid for this myself. A million dollars does get you some things in this world, and a fancy hotel is one of them. I didn't even know you could masturbate to not sex, but it turns out that being alone and wealthy is my biggest turn on. So like, I don't even need to have sex anymore. I just move money into my savings account. Um, but another truck goes by. Before you guys start thinking I'm a terrible person, I just want you to know that someday I hope to be rich enough that I can masturbate to giving back to my community. Thank you. I'm Elizabeth. Have a great night. Bye. Elizabeth Mansfield, everyone. All right. Yay. Yay. All right. Uh, We are on the happy hour right now here at mutinyradio.fm, and you've been listening. Uh, Your next comedian, I hope he's here. I haven't made eye contact yet with everybody because I've been hiding back here playing on the internet trying to promote, like, I have to write everything down for the fucking hell hot tonight. That's what I'm doing. I'm sorry. I didn't do my job in the afternoon. I was drinking beer. Your next comedian is a funny man, though. Put your hands together for Anthony Zuccaro. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Um, I'll set my gold right over here. Um, I uh, I read a, a news story the other day where this uh, this guy you know I think I have a bad day but then I read this this guy had his 140 pound ball sack removed and it left him with a tiny penis. Every word in that sentence gets worse than the <laughs> previous word. Uh, it just keeps on getting worse and worse. This guy 140 pound ball sack removed left him with a one inch dick. This guy's a walking would you rather question, I, I think. He's just like, which, which one would you rather have? Um, 140 pounds, 140 pounds. To put that in perspective, Tom Cruise is 148. Oh, that's my weight, sorry. Okay. Awesome, uh, that's my goal weight, actually. Um, so, uh, but yeah, the, uh, Tom Cruise is 148 pounds. So this guy's basically walking around with a slightly hungry Tom Cruise in between his legs, and not in the good way. Um, where you get hush money after, not, not in the good way. Um, let's see, uh, he had a 13-hour procedure to remove his swollen ball sack. That's another one of those sentences that just gets worse the longer I say it. This article was full of them. Um, it was the New York Post, so that, it's very, just each line was worse than the previous one. Um, let's see, he also, uh, he had to walk around, uh, and he couldn't wear pants, obviously, because he looked like a fat guy standing at the edge of a reflective pool. Um, so he uh, had to wear a hoodie backwards as pants with putting his legs through the arms and then tying the drawstrings of the hoodie merit badge quality to hold all of it. It, it. it takes balls to go out like that. It really does, ironically. 
Um, and uh, he, uh, yeah, um, and he, he's not, my beef with him, my really, my big problem with this guy is he's not happy with where he is now. Um, he hates the fact that this operation gave him a small dick. He says that he'll never be able to have a relationship again. Um, which I, at first, my first thought was again, and then my second thought was I, he'll never be able to have a relationship like before it was so easy with just this, like, uh, it looked like he was trying to sneak someone to an, into a movie this whole time. Good luck going on a date with that. Um, all right, that's, that's all I have for that. Uh, my, name, my name is Anthony. Uh, I like my name. Uh, I figure your name can tell you a lot about you. Um, like I feel like if your name is Chad or Chet, I already know who you are. I already know who you are. I know everything about you. Uh, if your name is Chad, women have had to tell you no more than once. Uh, if your name is Chet, conversations about you start when you leave rooms. That's just a fact of life. If your name's Chet and you leave a room and you're so bold, just put an ear to the door if you're brave enough. Just like, he, he's so aggressive. Does he think he's funny? Who wears Don Ed Hardy anymore? Um, that's, that's if you're named Chet. Uh, I, like, I like my name, though. People are named weird things. Like, uh, um, they're named after where they were conceived, like Brooklyn, London, or Paris. Um, I think this is very unsettling because my girlfriend's name is Allie. It also explains a lot. Um, but uh, oh, people also are named after the, sometimes, like I have a friend named April who was named April because she was born in April. Like how lazy were your parents? Did they wait until the very last minute to name their kid? Like, oh, you have a beautiful baby girl. What's her name? What month is it? Uh, you might as well just narrow it down further and just, uh, this is my daughter late afternoon. Please have her home in time. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, I, I used to wear a name tag when I worked at Target. I hated working at Target. Uh, whenever someone would come up to me and say my name, even though I was wearing a name tag, it always felt invasive. Like, like, hey, Anthony, uh, uh, like, how do you know my name, even though I'm wearing a name tag? It was kind of, it's just unsettling. Um, I just, the questions I got at Target were just the worst questions. Like, I still remember them to this day because they're in my act. Um, <laughs> But uh, was one lady came up to me and uh, she was like, uh, I'm sorry, I noticed you're all out of half and half. Is there any more in the back? And I said the retail version of no, which is I'll go check. And uh, so if anyone in retail ever says I'll go check in the back, they're just saying happy birthday to a wall and then coming back and telling you no. Um, so uh, I went to go check in the back, uh, said the alphabet to a wall, came back. Sorry, we're all out of half and half. And then she looked me in my eyes and she said, well, is there anything else you can do? No, that's about it. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, wait, I wasn't thinking. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, I lactate whole milk. That's not, that's not an option. Yeah, you're right, I can't help you. All right, thank you guys. He lactates whole milk. Anthony Zucarol, you can actually make the men lactate. Uh, if you try hard enough, breast pumps are amazing things. Your next comedian, he went to Stanford. If anyone's going to engineer a man breast pump, it's going to be this dude. Put your hands together for James Mora! Hey. Yay! The music didn't happen, but that's okay. Whichever one you want. What's up? What's up, guys? Yay. Some new faces. How are you guys doing? Great. You moved the piano? Uh-huh. Why, why'd you do that? Because uh, it made the art better, and I feel like it's better for the room. This actually does feel like it makes more sense. Um, cool. It's Friday. We're all doing this instead of fun stuff, so go us. Um, I think Ben Carson's an interesting person. Uh, I think Ben Carson's a very interesting person. Definitely the least woke black dude out there. Literally, he's very sleepy, too. Have you guys noticed that? 
it's a play on the word woke. Uh, the other day he referred to slaves as immigrants. Thought that was an interesting move. Uh, technically he's right, you know, a slave is a type of immigrant. But I feel like he's leaving some important shit out, you know what I'm saying? Like, Ben Carson calling a slave an immigrant would be like me calling Rihanna Chris Brown's kickboxing partner. You know, like, technically I'm right. <laughs> Only technically. Uh, it's, it's, a weird applause. <laughs> it's a weird thing to applause on. Uh, the other day I was watching Naked and Afraid, great show, if any of you guys watch that show. Um, I guess there's, their crew got attacked by Africanized killer bees. I think Africanized is an interesting word. Um, because, like, it's not African, it's Africanized. You know, African by itself means scary, obviously, because, you know, black people are scary, right? But Africanized sounds like they're scary now, but they started off good, you know? Just like some, you know, working class, uh, good Christian bees watch some of the, the wrong YouTube videos, you know? They became the black Isis of bees. Okay, cool. That one's light on on punchlines. Uh, I was watching the NBA draft recently. Uh, uh, there's a team called the Utah Jazz. I'm sure you guys are aware of this. Uh, I thought it's interesting that of all states, uh, Utah gets the Jazz, right? Like the whitest state by far. Because you know, like Mormons, you know black people couldn't be Mormons until the 80s? So by the whitest state in the country gets like the original like black music. Like I thought that was interesting. Uh, it has uh, it has inspired my new expansion team, uh, the Sausalito Negro Spirituals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Um. I. <laughs> Uh, I'm biracial. You guys have probably figured that part out. Um, I grew up in Georgia. I didn't really fit in in Georgia because uh, in Georgia there's only black people and white people. There's no like ambiguously brown people like there are here in California, okay? Like the first time I saw a Filipino, I freaked out. I was like, Asians have Mexicans too? Like no one, they didn't teach that in school. Um, I was, uh, I was you know, grew up the classic biracial dilemma, too brown for the white kids. Uh, too big of a John Mayer fan for the black kids. You guys know how it is. Uh, so I was the only kid on the playground that used to get called the N-word that wasn't allowed to use the N-word. Like, really, guys? Uh, I remember I got called the N-word once by these redneck kids, and then I ran over to my nearest black friend. Like, my biggest black friend was like, yo, Demarius, like, we got to beat their ass. You know, they just called me a nigger. Like, let's go. Let's go beat these guys' ass. And then he looks at me, and he says, what I tell you about that word, homie? And he beat my ass. <laughs> It's like, damn, dude, you're strict, huh? Very strict. Um, I've been accused of acting white before. <laughs> Me? Gee whiz, guys. Uh, been accused of acting white. Uh, the other day, I was. The other day, I was caught doing some pretty white, some pretty white shit. Uh, I was over in Oakland. Uh, I was, first of all, I was on a bumble date with an Asian girl. Strike number one. It's pretty white. Uh, I was wearing a flannel shirt, not unlike this one, strike number two. Uh, we were holding hands. That's like strike two and a half, you know? It's kind of soft to be doing that kind of shit in public, right? Um, but strikes three through a million were we were arguing very loudly, I shit you not, about our favorite flavor of kombucha, okay? Like, this is not, this is not a lie. 
and right as I was getting to like the thesis of my argument, like the crux of my argument, like I was like, I really find the flavor of ginger to be very refret. And right as I turned the corner, there were like six like thugged out black dudes just like staring at me. Okay. Um, so I looked at them and their dreads and the shame in their eyes. And they looked at me in my flannel shirt and like Naoko or whatever her name was. Um, and I wanted to be like, I am so sorry and run away as fast as I could. But I couldn't do that, right? I'm on a date, got to act hard on a date, right? So I made myself as big as I could, all f five foot seven, AKA five foot six of me. Um, made myself really big, I said, niggas, that's just refreshing. <laughs> and a long silence fell over us, and then the, slowly their leader emerged. And he was like, yo, we agree with you, homie. Given the antioxidants and microbial cultures of kombucha, uh, we agree that kombucha is delicious and it's a no-brainer that ginger would be your favorite flavor. But what did I tell you about that word, homie? And I was like, Demarius? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? The fuck are you doing in Oakland? Call back. All right, guys. I've been James. Thanks. James Mora. Killing it. Love it. Great sets from him all the time lately. So exciting. Your next comedian, I don't know him yet, but we're going to get to know him now. Everybody clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Corey David. Hey, everybody. So I, uh, I'm not from around here. I'm actually from New York. Not like the glamorous New York that everybody thinks of that smells like hot garbage in the summer. Uh, but the one that's a little farther upstate, um, kind of just to give you an idea, like the type of area that I grew up in is very rural, very country. Uh, they recently put in a strip club in the back of the local bowling alley, maximize space. Yeah, if they had that kind of birthday party package available when I was a kid, maybe my dad would have showed up to one. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's not his fault. Well, it kind of is, but yeah. So, but allergy season in upstate New York's been driving me crazy. So I've been taking like way more cocaine than I usually do, like a lot more. The problem is it's not my fault. It's still cheaper than Claritin, like a lot cheaper. I accidentally asked my pharmacist for an eight ball. Uh, pretty soon I'm just gonna have to start sucking dick for Sudafed instead of just for fun. You know, instead of just because I want to, because it was my choice. So I, uh, I look like the kind of guy that gets acquitted of a lot of things. Like I've got that look about me. Like I literally look like I came out of the womb playing flip cup. Like, like <laughs> I totally get it. But I'm actually a very empathetic person. Like social issues are very important to me. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but a couple of years ago, the owners of Chick-fil-A came out and said that they don't support gay marriage. Well, I support gay rights, which is why I don't need a Chick-fil-A. It's also because there isn't one around me. Again, very rural area. Uh, I'm just saying if there was a Chick-fil-A nearby, I'd probably be less supportive, you know, at least during lunchtime, for sure. So one of my favorite things about the gay community are the parades, because parades are awesome, right? The best way to get somebody on your side is to block traffic and throw hard candy at them. Like, everybody knows that for sure. Oh, God. So I try to be uh, really healthy. I try to eat well. And I don't eat a lot of junk food. The only time I really eat fast food is when it's like two in the morning and I'm really wasted. So it's kind of like a bad one night stand. I usually regret it just as much in the morning, but I don't have to explain to Taco Bell why I'm not in an emotional place to be dating right now. I just don't have to worry about that. I, I eat a lot of what they call superfoods. You know, avocado, very popular superfood, right? The problem with shopping for avocados, it's, it's incredibly awkward because the only way to know if one's good to eat is you have to like, 
gently squeeze it like just like that you know i had imagined it being like squeezing a tiny gerbil but i feel like that's a weird image for people to wrap their heads around and it is clearly so we're gonna move on uh it's even more awkward to shop for avocados when there's like multiple people around the bin which is when i usually like double down on the awkwardness so i'll grab an avocado and i'll just go it's not your time i'll put it back on the pile and I'll go get some free-range tomatoes and get out of there. You know, just, just get out. Uh, so I just found out recently that dandelion root is also a superfood, fun fact, which means that the homeless guy I saw in a field last week knew that before I did. I like the idea of just somebody shoveling dandelions into their mouth, like violently. I think that's great. <laughs> so I, uh, I like to work out a lot, I'm very fit, but I hate to run, I think running's terrible. Brother's a big runner. He says that on a 12-mile run, around mile eight, he gets what he calls a runner's high. His body gets really tingly, euphoric, which makes me wonder if he's ever gotten actually high. Like, I'm like, dude, you can do that on the couch. Like, I don't know if you listened to dad when we were growing up, but it's smarter, not harder, dummy. Like, I can get you high in eight minutes. You ain't got to throw any shoes on for that, man. It'll be fun. But I like to do a lot of yoga, or as my grandfather refers to it, uh, gay. And... Uh, <laughs> What's with, like, the older generation with, like, correlating, like, being healthy with also being homosexual? Like, just as an example, my uh, grandfather was watching this gay pride parade on TV the other day, and he was going, going on this tirade, right? I didn't have the heart to tell him it was the Boston Marathon, uh, <laughs> sponsored by Chick-fil-A. <laughs> All right, how do we want to get out of here? Uh, so I'll tie this back around to what you were talking about. I was actually raised Mormon and uh, not practicing. But uh, Mormons don't believe in evolution. And somebody tried to disprove evolution to me one time by saying, if it was real, why aren't monkeys still turning into people? Like, as if a baboon fell asleep one night and then woke up the next day, as a guy named Steve. You thought Caitlyn Jenner had a tough time transitioning. What bathroom is that guy supposed to use? My name is Corey David. Thank you guys very much for having me. Have a great night. Corey David, everyone. Yes. Dandelions. If the questionably housed were smart, they would take the dandelions and turn them into dandelion wine. You can actually take those flowers and mix them with water, and they have enough sugar in them that they create their own alcohol, you weird bums. Your next comedian. <laughs> like... I'll turn anything into alcohol. Uh, the problem is if you, you take your apricots from your tree and you let them go too long, they turn into vinegar, which you can still use, uh, but not as delicious as wine. Your next comedian, boy, she likes the sweet wine. I don't even know if that's true. No, I've drank pink wine before with you on the street. I've done that. We've done that together. We've had like pink champagne on the street, uh, being classy bitches like we are. She's my co-host of the AltaCast every Wednesday from noon to two. Clap your hands wildly right now for LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, win! <laughs> Going back to town. Oh. Well, white folks, it's been a rough week, huh? <laughs> Whoever thought being a Nazi was going to be trendy again? <laughs> Sexy. Yeah, the alt-white. I mean, right, right? That's what they should be called. You know, our, our dear leader has finally dusted off his father's clan hood. So... Yeah. Oh, for those who don't know, his dad was arrested at a KKK rally in 1927. Just a little fact. All right, moving on, white folks. Uh, wow. So, 
I've been having this up and down a wave of emotion this week, obviously, for our state of emergency of uh, our dear leader, or, you know. And um, watching, uh, it was funny when I was watching that Vice thing about the uh, <laughs> marchers, the alt-white, we're just gonna coin that, alt-white marchers with tiki torches. Now, you're a white nationalist and you're carrying tiki torches. Tiki's are Polynesian. <laughs> and then, one of the guests, I kid you not, was a rapper, a white nationalist rapper. Now, again, let's, where does rap come from? Where do tiki torches come from? And what is your cause again? Oh, white is right. Yes, so that, I mean, that's just a joke in it itself. It's just like, I love ignorance because it's funny because that means you're just stupid. You got nothing for me. I can't challenge you. I can just look at, look at that monkey clap. Oh, oh, look at his hair. The scary thing is that haircut that goes along with the Hitler youth, Neo. I think I dated one of those guys before. And that's the scary thing. I think I committed my own hate crime by fucking an alt-writer. Yeah, scary, right? Another thing I wanted to talk about is why people like to commit suicide on Facebook. Why is that a thing? Like, how, how do you do this? How do you, like, do you have a cinematographer? Do you have, do you do it with a selfie stick? And, and you know, before you might hang yourself or shoot yourself or however you want to do it, like, do you have to aim your phone at a certain degree? Like, whatever happened to a good old-fashioned letter? What happened to your imagination? I mean, you know, I hate the world so much, you know, I'm gonna, guys, I just wanna let you, guy, wait, uh, hold on. God, you know, this is the, wait, hold on. I can't get it at the right angle. I, how, do I, how do I do this? I don't, I can't. And then you probably fucking forget to hit record. So then what happens then? Well, I guess your life was totally pointless. <laughs> you can't even kill yourself right on Facebook. <laughs> and then, you know, now you have people like promoting their crimes on Facebook Live. Like, really? Like, isn't the point of committing a robbery not to get caught? I mean, seriously, I mean, hey, I got this, I just robbed this bank, yo, or look at me, I just stole all this shit, but I'm gonna put my shit out there so everyone can see it. Now, what makes you fucking think that the authorities ain't gonna see that shit? You know it's on the six o'clock news, but you know, you rather promote yourself, so I tell those people, maybe they should do a Facebook Live suicide on themselves just cause Shit's stupid, it's, it's dumb. <laughs> I'm still working on that one. But other than that, I think that's all I have so far. Um, you guys be good to each other. All right. Yay, LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth. Also exciting news, Steve Bannon was fired. That Breitbart fuckface. Yeah, that fat motherfucker. Yeah. They're, he's firing his own uh, assholes now. I'm so excited that everything's falling apart. I knew it. I knew it. 
I, I, nothing's falling apart. Everything's fine. It's, they still have all the money. They're still going to bring martial law to us. And uh, after they force this uh, race war that we don't really want, but we're going to try because they're putting it on Fox News. Your next comedian, what a funny guy. He hasn't been here in a while. He's been doing shows everywhere and starting to open mics and doing all kinds of things and being over in Oakland and everywhere. Uh, he's really likable, and uh, you're going to love him right now. Everybody, Jeff Dean! <laughs> How's everybody doing? Yeah. It's good to be back. I haven't been here in a while. It's fun. Uh, anybody uh, Anybody not have a Facebook here? Everyone has Facebook? You have to if you're a comedian, I guess, huh? Um, my girlfriend doesn't have a Facebook, and I respect her for that. I know a few people who don't have Facebook, and it's like, I kind, I'm a little jealous, a little bit. Like, it... You know, it's like a strong, it takes a strong personality to not need a Facebook, I think. But like, I wish they weren't so loud about it, you know? Like, they wear it like a fucking badge of honor. My girlfriend will be talking about Facebook, like at a party, and I swear to God, she'll come across the room and be like, were you guys talking about Facebook live? Were you talking about Facebook? I wouldn't know, because I don't have a Facebook. I, wouldn't, I haven't had a Facebook for like a year. So, I don't know. I, I don't know about these things. Like, why are you contributing then if you have nothing literally to contribute? Uh, she's like, I don't have a Facebook. I don't have a Facebook. I don't care what people think. That's why, you know, just living my life. I don't care what people think. Not at all. Just so you guys know. It's like, it seems like you care that we think you don't have a Facebook. I don't know. It's like the new vegan, you know? Yeah. Um, she does have an Instagram. She does have an Instagram. Yeah. Which I'm just like, are you illiterate? <laughs> I just like picture books. You know, that's what I think. People. <laughs> Social media is the worst, but Instagram, it's pictures. So that's cute. Um, I, uh, I told my dad recently, I was like, you know, dad, I'm, uh, I'm not really gonna, I'm not really focusing on my career anymore. I'm really gonna focus on comedy. And I was expecting him to, uh, to be upset. I was expecting him to like, not be supportive of that at all. And he was incredibly supportive, which made me feel like worse. Because like, in my mind, I know he's just like, I, you work in customer support. Like, I lost hope for you a long time ago. I'm just happy you're getting out of the house, you know? If, my br- if your brother wanted to do comedy, I'd be like, this is, that's a shame. He has, a, he has potential, that one. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, he is, my brother's, my brother is very good looking and he's, he's, he's rich, which sucks. Um, my brother's very rich and he was an asshole and he offered me a job after college to work for him and I could have made a lot of money but I would have had to live in Reno, Nevada and I was like no I'm going to do my own thing I'm going to do my own thing I'm going to go to tech sales I'm going to I'm going to go to Silicon Valley because I'm an entrepreneur and I'm going to work at a startup company as a salesperson which is not what entrepreneurs do just work for somebody else doing sales also I, I don't know how the fuck I convinced myself that I was passionate about sales I was like I love helping people <laughs> That's why I'm going to work for a tech startup that 
is just software for other tech startups. If any salesperson says that they're passionate about their career, they're fucking lying. They're all bros, and the ones who are not bros, they all say that they're like actually passionate about sales. They're liars. The ones who are bros, at least they're honest. I respect that. They're just like, I just like to make money, you know? And it's just like, thank you. I, thank you. <laughs> this is very truthful. Um, I've given up on trying to pretend that I like my job or that I'm passionate about tech. It's the worst. I fucking hate San Francisco. I'm going to be honest. I'm sorry. I fucking, I feel like everyone, everyone working at these startups, they're like, they like fucking pretend like they love their job, like they love what they're doing. And I just don't believe it anymore. I've seen all these fucking videos with people playing beer pong. They're like, we play beer pong at work. We like this. It's like, no, what? You hang out with your coworkers after work? This is terrible. Um, my, they told me that I need to, uh, some peers of mine, I got a new job. They're like, just make sure to like send out some emails at midnight. So it just so it looks like you're working all the time. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> the fact that I have to do that though is awful. Um, anyway, I don't like my job. I just started though. So it's like, fuck, what am I going to do? Two months in, I'm not, I don't know what, where this went. This was not planned for me to talk about this. Um, anyway, I, feel, I do feel like kind of entitled for even saying that I hate my job. Like, I've had it pretty easy, you know. Um, anyway, I'm just going to move on because I, I don't know where to go with that. How long is this? Oh, did you? Fuck, I'm sorry, guys. You must, you must have forgotten how it works here. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Jeff Dean. <laughs> no, <laughs> yay! Jeff Dean! We're so glad to have him back. It's, I really like your new material. I like that you're being a self-hating techie. You absolutely should hate yourself for what you do. Absolutely. You absolutely should. No, it's great. It's good that you're young and you have money. Uh, just try not to spend it all on Ubers, you dumb fuck. You know how many, like, people, I'm talking to Uber drivers, like, oh, yeah, I have my regular people. Now, there are people that are spending, like, my rent. People are spending over $1,000 a month on Ubers. You fucking rich fucks. You have nothing else. You can't just spend your money on alcohol and drugs like the rest of us. You have so much money. That you have to be safe when you're doing alcohol and drugs. All right. All right. Catch 22 there. Uh, Matt, Matthew Quirk is not here. Speaking of, the one thing you cannot get a DUI on is roller skates. I learned this at DUI class. If it is strapped to your body, i.e. roller skates or roller blades, you cannot get a DUI. But if you are riding a bicycle or riding a skateboard, you can still get, it's like a biking under the influence. It's still, it's still a DUI. It can be a wet, wet and reckless. It's, you can still get in trouble. Anyways, roller skates. Matthew Quirk's not here to roller skate in. That's interesting. Uh, but I know who is here. He is a very uh, funny man who scares people sometimes. But don't do that. It's He's being funny, I promise, when he talks about choking all those bitches. Everybody, put your hands together for Ken Suzuki. You burn it all down. Thank you. Thank you. I'm choking bitches and taking names. Choking bitches and taking names here in Mutiny Radio. This is the headquarters of the resistance. Yes, we have our own honorary shield now that we can use to take to the rallies. 
Oh my God, seriously, folks, we've got problems. All these closeted racists are coming out now. So many racists coming out of the closet. Let me tell you, folks, I can tell you right now, I am not, nor have I ever been, a closeted racist. I have always been able to at least afford to live in a in-law suite. No, but in all seriousness, it's bad. I mean, we are living in seriously divided, divided times in this country. It's like civil war. Uh, there is a silver lining. The one silver lining out of this division is that hate fucking is about to get that much more intense and hotter now. Oh, punch a Nazi, more like fuck a Nazi, am I right? Coming is much more effective than punching to get someone to change the heart, their hearts and minds. Give them the dick, not the fist. Unless they're into fisting, then fist away. Hey, Nazis, I got another third rising in my pants, if you catch my pun. Oh, man, shitty puns, but... I don't know, I'm going to be getting married in October. What? And, um... My girlfriend and I, were currently going through premarital counseling, you know, to make the transition much more easier. And the counselor gave me some advice. He looked at me and said, hey, Ken, if you're married, now remember, your wife is not your dick. You cannot beat her. Without a safe word, anyway. <laughs> cannot beat her. Uh, been through, we're actually in a polyamorous relationship though, which is interesting. That just means I'm seeing her and all of her issues. And no, no, that's a joke. Although in all seriousness, I have been in, I have been in a polyamorous relationship before. And, uh, and it's tough. Uh, it's tough. Polyamory is like require, it's like the X games of juggling. It requires so much time management and organization to make sure you give each one like, you know, individual uh, attention and t like equal amounts of attention and time. It's terrible, especially if you don't want them to know about each other. Then it's exhausting. Then it's just exhausting. Oh, man. That is all the new stuff I wanted to work on. But I got to say, white supremacy is what I call my gum. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Something I'm supposed to know is what it's called. I just made a mistake. I dropped a, I dropped a pot peanut on the ground, and I thought a three-second rule would be appropriate in this studio, and that is not true at all. No, I got some hair in my mouth. No idea whose hair that was. Could be Arden's. Could be mine. It could be anyone's. Honestly, that's gross. Uh, that just happened. Yay, Ken Suzuki. Yay, he wasn't gross. But I did just eat something off the ground. Your next comedian, I think she's here. I think she's right in front of me. Uh, I am actually excited to have her coming up on Some Call Me Tim next month or the month after. Everybody, put your hands together. It's our first time here for Ms. Zoe Hashimoto. Keep driving me mad. She's not here. It's okay. You know who is here? He was the one who I talked about earlier, roller skating his way into your heart. He's going to do that right now without skates. Just imagine him with skates on. He'll never get a DUI, and he'll always be for you. They're there for you, everybody. Matthew Quirk! So, man, I'm getting pretty psyched up for this rally that uh, is going to happen on Chrissy Field in a couple weeks. Oh, man. I am so psyched for that. Uh, I figure it's a perfect place to display my uh, Ginger Lives Matter t-shirt. 
I think that's the... I know what you're thinking. I run the risk of getting my ass kicked by both sides, right? Is that what you're thinking? Was that what you were thinking? Be honest. Well, don't worry. Uh, I have a plan for that. As Pam pointed out, I'm a roller skater. Uh, I'm going to go to this rally on roller skates. Yeah, you fucking are. Which, as you all know, is the international sign for I am not a threat. But some of you have seen me in, in my roller skates, right? Clap if you've seen me in my roller skates. Yeah. I'm, you got to admit, I'm, I'm pretty fucking intimidating on those roller skates. So as a backup plan, I'm also bringing a hula hoop to the rally. So I'll be, because I'm a badass, right? I can hula hoop while I'm roller skating. And that way, it'll let everyone know what my personal space is, my little safety zone there, so no one will... I won't get in any trouble at all. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. Actually, uh, my real advice about that rally is that nobody should go. Absolutely no one. Don't go. They know you're pissed at them. Don't go there and express it. Right? Because there's one thing we learned from this last peaceful rally is even the most peaceful organizers can still get rammed by a fucking car, right? So we should all just not go. Let them be on that little windswept piece of San Francisco that no one ever goes to anyway and just have the place to them fucking selves. I mean, anybody here do shows, right? You guys run shows out here. Clap if you run a show of any kind. Or have your show. Isn't your worst nightmare that nobody shows up? It's not that a, a fight breaks out. That's like fifth or sixth on the list. Nobody showing up is the number one fear of any show promoter. So if, I mean, they're coming to San Francisco looking to bash a gay or something. Nobody fucking go will be the worst thing that could ever happen to their little Nazi rally. So my serious advice is, although the temptation to go on roller skates, I know you all have it now. Seriously, don't go. Nobody go. That's, that's what they deserve. So I tell you, one thing that I really realized with my uh, Facebook feed blowing up with all this white supremacy shit, there's one other event that blew up with perfect synchronicity to this whole thing. Burning Man. My Burning Man, they, they, I, I'm going to the burn. Should I, did I pack enough for the burn? How much water should I bring to the burn? And it made me realize just how white supremacist Burning Man is. I mean, that shit junked the shark from white privilege to white supremacy. Is, is, is jump the shark a good analogy for your generation? Do you know what it means? Because sharks used to be this animal that... Excuse me, I'll take care of it. Thank you. See, sharks used to be this animal that swam in the ocean. That's a, that's a climate change, global warming kind of thing. Anyway, so anyway, it's totally... So who has been to Burning Man? Clap your hands, you've been to Burning Man. Clap your hands, you've been to Burning Man. All right, see any black people out there? Yeah, one guy out of 70,000. How about Mexicans? See any Mexicans out there? Zero, right? White supremacist rally. One black guy, no Mexicans. 
I have more proof that it's a white supremacist rally. White, white supremacist, they burn that cross, right? Where do they burn at Bernie Man, right? They burn the guy. They burn the guy on the cross. You guys are missing the symbolism, I think, there. That place is so fucking white. Even the dirt is white out there. All right, there you go, Brainwash. Thank you. No, it's all I good. I had to end on a high note. That's sweet. It's sweet that you think that we're that cool. I mean, they get to drink there. It's really nice. No, no. Hey, no, no apologies. That's a, that's a compliment in my book. If you thought this was brainwashed, they actually have audiences of people that aren't comedians. You're next. I mean, for open, I mean, I'm sorry. This is great that you're all here. I appreciate you audience of comedians. It's great. I'm hoping that at eight o'clock there's normal people here too. Um, but you know, that's just because I hope they're normal people not that no comedians aren't normal I'm not digging myself a hole that I can't get out of comedians are fucking weird just like your next comedian he has an amazing show here every Tuesday from 10 to midnight called Occult Oubliette and if you don't know what that means fucking look it up and listen to his show put your hands together for David Stolowitz the butt of every complaint time of dependence time of care I came early today so I could hang out with the Common Thread Collective the most die-hardest of the die-hard hippies. Like, it's the 50th anniversary right now of uh, the Summer of Love. And uh, I've been into hippie culture since I was young, but it just... I don't know. I think I'm kind of done with it at this point. (laughs) I I don't know. I, I feel like I got the point. It was inspirational. It was good. But hygiene's important, too, you know? Um... That's how you get a hippie out of your place, you know? You hide his drug money under the soap. You've heard of this? <laughs> it's an old internet one. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. There's a lot about hippie lifestyle that I think is kind of overrated. I mean, not just the stench of patchouli, but um, <sighs> I don't know. There's other ways to travel the country. Craigslist, I suppose. Fuck. Um, I'm having a brain fart. I smoke too much weed right now. Like, uh, this cop pulled me over and he's like, how high are you? And I'm like, no officer. It's how high are you? (laughs) Fuck. I flubbed it. All right. Pam, I'm bombing. I'm going to get off. Put on the next person. Thank you. David Stolowitz, everyone. Proving that forcing yourself on an open mic isn't always the best idea. I always told myself this and that. This is completely non sequitur, but I I used to have the feeling where like, oh, I need to go up every night. I need to perform every night. And sometimes I didn't feel like performing and I'd go to an, an, but then I'd be in a place and be like, I have to perform. And then I wouldn't feel good about it. So sometimes, you know, don't force yourself. But David, I think you're funny all the time and I wouldn't have dumped out if I were you, but that's okay. I love you. Everybody listen to his show on Tuesdays uh, where he talks about the devil and shit. Oh dear God. He's actually on the... um, Hell hat on the next show, which is going to be awesome. Your next comedian also has a show here, and it's on Wednesdays from 10 to midnight, and you can buy his book, Volume 1 and 2 on Amazon, and that's High Time Storytime by uh, author and comedian Arden. I'm turning in my hat Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Mutiny. Good to be here. Quirk. See if we got our haircut ready for the rally. 
you went kind of close there, bud. <laughs> With the old clippers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You never give me any energy, Cork. Every time I throw to you looking for a little bit of energy, just a little bit, just something to get my set started, and you give me nothing, you useless fuck. Ah. Ah. Yeah, inspiring you. No, you're just making me angry. That's, that's... <laughs> See, I don't find angry comedy that funny all the time, man. It's like, you know, yeah, you can be angry about how tiny you are and how ginger you are, but after, at the end of the day, you gotta find something to be happy about, right? You know? At least your home's mobile, man. I'm stuck where I'm at. Uh, anyway, I had a whole thing I was gonna do. It got me so fucking off track, man. Uh, all right, so. Set to start. How's everybody doing? Good? Awesome. Thank you. All right. So, uh, I, I was smoking a bowl the other night with Pam, and everybody knows I'm a germaphobe, right? So she's like, oh, we should clink pipes before we smoke. And I was like, well, we can rub bowls, but we can't touch tips. She got it. <laughs> Uh, it's just because I, and this is why I'm single, right? Because every girl I meet, I, the first question out of my mouth is, uh, do you have the face herps? Do you, do you have, because that just means that every once in a while I'm not going to get a blowjob and that's going to be a crime against humanity. So no, no, I'm going to have to move on. I'm no, I'm no peach to date. That's what I'm saying. It's, uh, I'm terrible. Uh, I, I actually, uh, I had one, one accomplishment the other day. Uh, I perfected. Woo. Uh, I perfected my latte art the other day at work. Yeah. Yeah. There's that $160,000 education put to good use. Right? Yeah. Making hearts and leaves. Uh, you know? The real trick is doing a good decaf. A de good decaf with a good latte art, that, that's, that's tricky. You got to get that just right. Because the decaf's a little watery. It's a little thin. Yeah. Yeah, you got you to gotta be, be gentle with it. Like a lover, you know? Uh, speaking of gentle lovers, I, I, uh, I'm really frustrated uh, anytime I do get the chance to have intercourse, which is infrequent. Uh, because, you know, I was sitting there the other day jerking off to some lesbian porn, and I, I went soft and I started crying, and it was because they had a much better sexual relationship than I've ever had. Right? They were open and communicating with each other, like, ooh, spank me harder, pull my hair, no, don't do that, do more of that. It was really, it was touching. And I'm just like, you know, every time I have sex, it's always like, well, what would you like? I just do whatever you want. Well, what I really want is to fuck your sister, but that's not an option right now. So you got to give me some guidance here, you know, just a little bit, a hint, something, something, no. Uh, anyway, I... I'll, I'll end on this. I, I, have, I have what you might consider an average-sized penis. You know, it, it's a whole six inches. It's all there. And uh, that doesn't, it doesn't sound impressive, right? You know, just an average-sized dick. But you're thinking on a guy who's like, you know, 6'2". That's not impressive. But I'm 5'7". It looks, with perspective, just phenomenal. These guys get it. I like it. I like it. I smoked way too much pot before I got up here, but that's no excuse. Uh, I do like smoking pot. It's one of my favorite things to do. It, it's made me a much better person because it used to be, yeah, I used to be an alcoholic. 
I, all, I, I would go to parties already drunk. I would drink even more. I'd be the life of the party. I'd be amusing. I'd bring home women. It was just terrible, just awful. Oh, God. I mean, the worst thing I did when I was a drunk was I carried along a year-long relationship with a woman I just didn't care about. And I feel bad about it to this day. Uh, but the worst thing I've done since I switched to just smoking pot all the time is uh, just forget to have sex. So I think it's working out for all parties involved. Anyway, that's been my time. My name's been Arden. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Arden, everyone. He forgets to have sex, and he just admitted that in public, and you guys didn't laugh? What is the fuck is wrong with you? What does it take to make you laugh? He just talked about his small to average size penis, and then, all right, that's cool. We walked the ladies. They didn't like the penis talk. Your next comedian. He's going to make you laugh, I promise. He has a show coming up uh, that's going to be on Saturday, the 26th. I'm very excited for that. Put your hands together for Mike Spiegelman. Baby, can you hear me? Valerie? Rachel. Oh, what's your name? Rachel, sorry. I, I don't know. I might be Valerie today. Well, what's your last name? Raphael. Raphael? All right, no, Valerie. All right, well, my mistake. I'm sorry. But you do have the alliteration. That's true. Okay, that's great. Hey, you just went on stage. Oh, okay, thanks. Thank you. Sorry, what was the name again? Rachel. Rachel. I was doing crowd work, and I imagined Valerie was there. I was in the audience. I panicked. I was thinking of uh, Valerie. So, there we go. Hello, my name is Valerie Spiegelman. It's great to be here. How are you guys? A lot of people say that porn from the 70s is the best. It's awful. It's just terrible. And they'll say, well, listen, it has a plot. Who thought giving porn a plot was a good idea? The most famous 70s porn movie was shot here in San Francisco, Behind the Green Door. And it is the grossest plot I have ever heard in my life. Not as sexy at all. I don't know if you've seen the movie. Valerie, help me out. I've seen part of the movie. Okay. So she can vouch. Uh, you guys, have you ever seen it? You've seen porn, right? But you don't see like... Yeah. <clears throat> Do you guys read comic books? Like you've read uh, X-Men comics from the 90s? I mean, know your history. Anyway, so I... Uh, its story is that there's a, a diner in San Francisco, and this guy's having breakfast, and these two brothers come in, the Mitchell brothers, and they say, oh my God, you won't believe this burlesque show we saw last night. This woman from the audience gets on stage, four nuns eat her out, so then uh, three guys have sex with her, and then there's a trapeze orgy. It's gross. Guy's trying to eat breakfast. Does not want to hear about it. Trying to eat scrambled eggs and listening about an orgy? Sorry, I'm not that jaded. Disgusting. Have you seen that part where he's eating breakfast? All right. That's the only scene I remember from watching a porno movie. A lot of articles about robots taking over jobs. I'm not worried about a robot taking over my job. I'm worried that the robot's gonna go to my bars afterwards. That's my fucking place to drink, asshole. Uh-huh. Stay away from my robot. You know, you know what? I'll tell you what. If I went up to a robot and said, hey, robot, you want my job? That robot's going to look at me and say, zero, one, 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 zero. 
That's no. Did you guys hear that in England, Domino's will now have robots delivering and they have a new campaign. The pizza's free if it's not delivered under 01110 minutes. <laughs> and that joke, 01110 isn't no, it's 30. I like to have fun with binary numbers. Anyone else? You guys just deca. You're heck of deca. You know, I have my joke book on stage because I'm not like the other comedians who uh, professionally write it on their hands. I have my joke book here on stage because during this performance, in case I think of a joke, I could write it down. Right in here. Rachel, I haven't thought of a single joke on stage, so I'm not going to be able to use it. Yeah. R Rachel, Valerie. Sure. Sure. All right. Uh, all right. Sorry about that. Uh, guys, check out the show next Saturday. You can hear it on the radio. Uh, you can come in and uh, donate some money to the station. Colin Mahan and myself do sketch comedy as the Great Difficulties. We perform sketch fest for a bunch of years. Uh, we've been doing it for 20 years, uh, in and out on different stuff. And it's called Endless Audio Entertainment, and it's all about podcasts. So I'd love to see you guys listen or come by. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, man. Bye. Thanks. For Yay! Mike Spiegelman! Michael Spiegelman. Listen to him every Sunday from 2 to 4 on Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Yay! Your next comedian, he is Russian, and he has a name that reflects that. I like it when he talks in a high voice like this. Everybody, Boris Shakurko! Been told the truth instead. That's the best I can do right now. I'm like, it's a weird day. I had a weird day. I don't know if anyone else spend half the day calling the National Park Service, being like, hey, don't want Nazis. I feel like that's not, this shouldn't be a radical point of view, but for some reason. It's crazy because they actually uh, have a phone number set up for people to call in and say that, no, we don't want like a Nazi rally in San Francisco. And if you have to set up a phone number, there's probably enough people that you shouldn't do it in the first place. You kind of know where the people stand. I don't know. I grew up in San Francisco, and I used to be in the cars when I was growing up. Like, a Ferrari, that was cool. Like, or like a Bentley, that was, like, rare and, like, oh, shit. Like, someone rich and white is driving that. But <laughs> today, it's like when you see, like, a 93 Corolla, that's like, oh, my God. That's so cool. And it has the seatbelt that, for some reason, comes down like a guillotine. I never understood that design. I don't know. I don't know. I, t I take public transportation a lot, and I feel like uh, I feel like when you've been taking Muni and Bart for six years, I feel like that's worth roughly like a PhD in psychology, because uh, you learn a lot about mental illnesses. You learn what means what. Like someone yelling at the bus driver, that's like daddy issues. That's what. That's kind of what that is. You're banging on the door. You probably lost a bag of weed and you're very possessive. Codependent, maybe. I'm just describing what my own issues. Just projecting. I'm the dude yelling on the bus. <laughs> um, if you've ever taken the 38, you probably... If you've ever taken the 38, you've definitely been on the bus when you hear... See, I'm Russian. San Francisco has a big Russian uh, population, and they're all in the Richmond. And so if you ever get on the 38, 
there's always an old Russian man sitting in the front, um, and he always has a cough from like shitty Russian cigarettes, but it's like a intense. It's like <laughs> it's like one of those loud ones that you're like, is someone dying at this moment on this bus? Is there? I don't know. Oh no, I. Uh, what can I tell you about my life? What can I tell you about myself? I'm not. I'm not from this country, but that doesn't matter. Um, dating is a thing. I recently got out of a relationship, and the hardest part of a breakup for me is going back and reading through the texts I had with that person and seeing all the typos. Like, God damn, I took AP Lit. Like, I should have, should have been able to fucking write that shit out correctly. Where's my syntax? Where's my alliteration? You got to use those. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I'm unemployed and unemployed feels, unemployment feels a lot like being employed full-time as a masturbator. It's just what it feels like to me. Um, it's just where I am in my life. Um, I don't know, guys. I actually, this is interesting. I feel like uh, our phones and our computers and all that, it's kind of similar to how our bodies function as well. Like, I have a grandfather who's getting old, and I think he reached that point where it's like, when your phone starts beeping, it's like 15%, and it's like about to die, and the Wi-Fi starts turning off, like your legs just stop working. I think it's very similar. Um, there's, there's no joke there, but there's an opinion. Um, let me see. Uh, I don't know if anyone feels the same way, but uh, I've, never had, uh, I've never had anal sex, but I have stood too close to the person in front of me on an escalator. And... Uh, you need consent for that. You need consent. You know, my question is seeing all these photos and videos of people and Charles, it, like just all these racist shit, all these Nazis. Who's making these flags? I, in my whole life, have never seen any Nazi flags, any Confederate flags in my life. There's no size 32 Confederate flag in the Ross. Where are they? Is there one person in America just making these? Like that's their specialty? But they'll make any flags, so they'll make, like, peace flags, too. Like, they just want to make flags. They have no political leanings. Um, what do I want to end it on, guys? Guys! Um, friends. Friends. Uh, I was at the... This tr mm, I don't want to say that. Um, no. No. Um, I... Uh, I have a hard time saying my, my name is Boris and I have a hard time saying my own name because I can't roll my R's. So whenever I say my name, when someone asks me what my name is, I always say Boris, but then it sounds like I'm saying Boris. Um, and someone recently was like, did you say Jackson? I'm like, how badly did I pronounce it? That totally different name. All right, guys, that's it for me. Thank you for listening. Give it up for Pam. Boris, sugar go, hooray. I just had an embarrassing misunderstanding with some lovely audience and soon-to-be comedians on our stage. So the way it works, guys, is that we're not allowed to have alcohol here anymore. But if you have a soda or a kombucha or whatever the fuck you wanted, that's fine. If you have, like, a coconut water, great. It's all good. We just can't. They got, they got me. They got me scared. Like, every time someone walks in here during a show that isn't someone I know, I'm like, they're from the ABC and they're trying to fucking bust me. <laughs> I'm so scared of you now, government. Your next comedian 
might or might not be afraid of the government. I, I always was like, oh, I bet they're not listening. But now I'm like, oh, my God, are they listening? Put your hands together for Khalil Duffy. And if we need a book, we'll write it. Nothing's gonna take our loving away. Hello. How's it going? Cool. This is my first time here. How does is how many people are listening to us outside of this situation? We we get about uh, like twelve thousand downloads a month, so it's about four thousand a show. Dope. I'm gonna pretend like there's four thousand people just like, laughing their asses off. Are people in cars while they're listening to this? Maybe. Maybe. I'd like to pretend like there are a lot of people just driving right now, and I'm the voice that's serenading them, <laughs> allowing them to forget that they're in traffic. And that traffic is only going to get worse and worse until you die. Because that's how the population works. <laughs> In a car. This, I was thinking that this kind of does feel like, this kind of feels like sex in a car. You know, like it's, it's, it's a little uncomfortable, but it's still fun. I think, uh, having sex in a car is a lot like being told you can eat a donut but only with a spoon. You know, because you're still going to eat the donut. But the whole time you're just like, this is wildly inefficient. Call me an old-fashioned, but uh, I like to fuck my donuts in bed. <laughs> hmm. So you think if Vanilla Ice had a baby, and that baby ran away and joined ISIS, it'd be an Ice Ice baby. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Sick. Now that the ice is broken, what uh, what did DMX ask the sex ed teacher? Where the hood? Where the hood? Where the hood at? You know, like like littoral hood. Like, you got, it. <laughs> you got it? Cool. If you didn't get that joke, it's either because you're not very familiar with female anatomy or you don't like rap music. Uh, either way, you can't be the best at sex. Do we have any requests? More rapper puns? Okay. Uh, what's, this, what's the square root of four chains? Two chains. Two chains. <laughs> <laughs> she went to fourth grade. That's just math. <laughs> two J's, two J's. <laughs> uh, at one point, I returned my fries at In-N-Out. I did it. Yeah, I did that. Um, I did it because they were too short. I walked up to the counter. I said, excuse me, but these French fries keep calling me a bitch. And that's not what I paid for. <laughs> if you can't tell, I'd kind of rather be a rapper than a comedian. Uh, if I could be anything in the world, though, I'd be a bee, a bumblebee. If I could be a bumblebee and a rapper, <sighs> shut the front door. Oh, my God. I had it all figured out. My name would be B-Easy. Uh, I'd be a bumble rapper, and all I would do is fuck bitches and get honey. You might have heard my recent single, Be Bumble. Sit down. Be Bumble. 
No, bitch, sit down. Yeah. I used to be in this group called the Black Eyed Bees. We had a song we had, we had a song um called I'm a Bee. I'm a bee, I'm a bee, I'm a I'm a I'm a bee. Right over people's heads. They did not understand what we were talking about in the slightest. Although it was fun. I had a good time. I had one of our songs. Uh, it was inspired by a bad sexual experience I had. Um, I was having a sexual experience. And I didn't know it was bad until she was like, could you go a little deeper? And I was like, yeah, what do you say to that? So I was just like, ooh, I can't go any further than this. <laughs> I want to so badly It's my biggest wish Can you meet me halfway Right up the <laughs> That's the kind of B I would be To be or not to be That's what she really wanted me to say When she said go deeper Give me some Shakespeare baby <laughs> yeah, I've had fun Um this has been a blast. I uh, I love stand-up comedy. Uh, for me, stand-up's a lot like sex. Yeah, you just sit there staring at me silently. <laughs> and then you start laughing at me. Sometimes I do really good. And sometimes I do really not good. Uh, either way, I'm just happy for the stage time. Thank you very much, Muni Radio. <laughs> Looking at him, laughing. Your next comedian is another guy that I don't know. I'm excited to see what he does. You should be too. Slap those paws in a meaty like motion for David Samuel. What's up, guys? In the first 30 seconds. I'm supposed to get you guys to like me, right? So I've decided to take that time to explain that to you. All right. Cool, thanks. Uh, you guys think, uh, no, never mind, let me rewind. Uh, I think uh, tuberculosis sounds like a surfer word. All right. Good start. Do you guys think there was ever a man named willy-nilly that acted erratically? All right. Thanks, guys. If I worked at 7-Eleven, I would tell people I worked at negative four to make it sound like a cool tech company. All right. Thanks, guys. A door with a sign on it that says this must remain closed at all times is a wall. Sweet, thanks guys. I have a couple business ideas that I'm working on. A couple business ideas. The uh, first one is called Goatees. It's t-shirts for your goat. All right. Thank you. <laughs> The second one is a nail salon. I want to open up a nail salon and call it Pedophiles. Ah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. 
Uh, I don't have a car, right? So I ride my bike around everywhere and it's great to have the bike, right? It's a great thing to have a bike uh, until you don't need the bike anymore, you know? Like when someone has a car and they want to give you a ride. You're like, well, fuck, dude, I have this fucking bike. You want me to hold it out the window? All right. Thanks, guys. It's going great. Uh, I've always wanted to diagnose someone with an illness. I've always wanted to diagnose someone with an illness, you know, because I'm not a big guy. You know, I'll never beat someone up for you or save you from a fire, right? But I could tell you that you have Lyme disease. All right. Thanks, guys. I think the guy that invented cobblestone roads just really hated his mother's spine. Cool. Thanks, guys. Young people make fun of old people, you know, for not being able to use technology, right? But then young people Google shit like, what is a VCR? It's like, who's the dumber one? Sweet, thanks. I want to attach an above ground pool to the frame of a car so I can drive in the far left lane. Thanks, guys. I like to go to fast food restaurants, uh, go to fast food restaurants, and I tell the guy working the counter, like, hey, just so you know, I'm like deathly allergic to horse meat. You know, like even a drop of horse meat will kill me. You know, and I do this because it just puts them in a weird position, right? Because no one that works at McDonald's is like 100% sure <laughs> that there's no horse meat in the food. Thanks, guys. I feel like light-up shoes are the single worst article of clothing to wear if someone's trying to kidnap you. All right, thanks, guys. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, watching commercials when you're poor uh, is a lot like your friend telling you about the sex that they just had. All right. Cool, thanks guys. All right, uh, I feel like where you remove your clothes before you have sex with someone's a really good indicator of how good the sex is, right? So it's like take it off outside the bed, get in bed, it's probably okay, right? Take it off like in the act, it's probably a little better, right? But take it off at your house and drive to their house. You know, it's probably really good. You know, probably even better if you walk. But it's, you know, if you take them off and fold them first, it's probably terrible. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Uh, I think the song Fuck the Police is a song about how much Ice Cube hates Sting. All right, cool. Thanks, you guys have been fun. Give it back to you. David Samuel, everyone. Hilarious stuff. He is the ghost of Mitch Hedberg put into a much younger body, but I'm pretty sure he's on heroin. That was exciting. Awesome stuff from David Samuel. I'm, I, I was, I'm, I'm being slanderous. I don't think he's on heroin right now. Your next comedian, what a funny guy. He has a new show here on the station every Tuesday from 8 to 10 called T&A. That's T-E-A, like you spilling tea, like you're black, like you're doing the, it's okay. And A, like, not like A, like titties, but like A. He'll explain it. He won't have to explain it because if you read it, it makes more sense. You're going to love him right now, everybody. It's Terry Dorsey. What's up, y'all? Is this one working? All right, cool. I ain't going to lie. I did have to get some of those chips right before I got up here. I was like, I didn't know it was the lime ones. Okay, cool. Let's do that. Um, yeah, I do have a podcast called TNA. That was a fucking terrible explanation, Pam. That was honestly the worst possible, but it's a confusing show. It's a confusing show. 
Uh, TEA, like you guys seen the, the Kermit meme? Every time somebody's doing some gossip, they're like, oh, you're spilling tea. So first half of the podcast, we spill tea. Talk about all the gossip and all the bullshit we want to talk about, all the funny stuff we see on Facebook and all the, you know, great stuff that's happening in the world that we're like, fuck that shit. <coughs> and the second half is A, right? So it's kind of like, you know, like in hip-hop music, you hear A all the time, you know what I mean? It's kind of like a party, you know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, so that's what we do. We talk about all the stuff we love. I just want y'all to really know what the hell the show was, because I felt like uh, it sounded like a black supremacist show, <laughs> the way Pam explained it. Uh, I'm tired of not being in shape, but it's really hard to get in shape. Like, I don't know if anybody here has tried or is trying. That shit fucking sucks, man. I just left the gym. I'm in 24-hour. Anybody here ever been to 24-hour, do this, like, 24-hour gym thing? 24-hour is cool, especially if you get to, like, one of the real big ones, because, like, I'm not in shape. But, you know, of course, that means I got to do the cardio. So all you got to do is find your aisle of treadmills. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're going to see those one treadmills where they're like running. That's not your aisle. That's not your aisle. OK, you got to find like the housewives who are trying to get it back together after the kids. You know what I mean? The guy who's going through his third divorce. You got to find that aisle. You know what I mean? Where they're just walking. You know what I mean? They just they have nowhere to go. So they're just a 24 hour fitness walking on treadmills. That's your aisle right there. You know what I mean? Because in that aisle, I'm a star. You understand? I'm out there doing my thing. I was in there like, bro, you can walk outside. What are you doing? You know what I mean? You pay 50 bucks to walk indoors. Just go outside, man. Just get out. This is not for you. This is not for you. Where is see the thing about America is fun is we have gyms like Curves. You guys know about Curves, right? Well, maybe you ladies know more, but the guys know because we can't get in there, right? It's Curves. It's for the curvy ladies, right? Why don't they have one of those for men? Like, they're not fat-ass American men. I don't understand why there isn't, like, a Curves equivalent, like lumps. I guess that's where you're going. Like, lumps and Curves. We need to talk to them, man. We need to get this shit going. Because, like, you need those gyms to get in enough shape to be able to go to the actual gym, you know, like I said, I was at the gym earlier and I'm tired, but I wasn't even working out. I was just taking a tour to see if I wanted to work at that gym. <laughs> it was just big. You know what I'm saying? They had stairs all up. It was three fucking stories. I was like, man, you know, just I can't. Work. How am I going to be able to work out here? It's too much, too much. Uh, R. Kelly's back in the news again. I'm loving this. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Chicago, man. So I remember like the original R. Kelly whole situation before you guys even knew about it. We knew. I knew a long time ago. Okay. I remember in high school. I went to Hillcrest High School, right? This is real shit. This ain't even a joke, but it's fucking funny. You know what I mean? I would, we would be sitting there at the McDonald's by our school, of course, because we're little kids. You know, in Chicago, we're all fat. We don't fucking eat healthy. We're going to McDonald's right after school, right? We're sitting in McDonald's. There's a black Range Rover sitting outside all the time. Guess who was in it? R. Kelly, just chilling in the McDonald's parking lot where all the high school kids come right after school. It's 3.30. You, <laughs> you're a world-renowned singer. This motherfucker was on the Olympics. He's hanging out on Kedzie at the fucking McDonald's, right, with the window cracked, playing music and shit, right? And you would see all the little hood rats walking up to the car. Hey, R. Kelly, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm pretty sure he was like, I'm leaving in 10. Meet me at the fucking <laughs> the 7-Eleven right around the corner, and I'm going to pick you up from there. Like, we, did anybody in here actually see like the footage, like the R. Kelly tape? Did anybody here see the R. Kelly tape? You remember that? Did you see it? Anybody saw it? That's good. That means nobody in here watches child pornography. That's good. That's, that was a test. I was just testing y'all. <laughs> just testing you, man. It's just, you know, now he's in the news for kidnapping, you know? And I was like, if nothing else, man, he went from kiddie porn to kidnapping. The motherfucker's consistent, you know? <laughs> I appreciate a man of consistency, man. See, what else do we want to get into? Jay-Z is officially the devil. I don't know if anybody told y'all that yet. Did y'all figure that out yet? 
Oh, Jay-Z's definitely. Y'all think y'all think it's Donald Trump, and that's so funny, man. Donald Trump is definitely a shepherd for the devil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But nah, I, I give the devil way more credit than Donald fucking Trump. I mean, if, if so, that's pretty sad. Let's be real about it. You know, Jay-Z, on the other hand, dope-ass Satan. Okay? And I know this to be a fact, man. Okay, think about it. He just came out with the 444 album, right? Doesn't sound suspicious. Sounds like something else, right? Like 444 couldn't be 666, right? Well, David, back me up. As above is below, right? The, uh, the, right? As above is below. So if you look at the way he wrote 444, when you flip that shit upside down, it was the 666 album. Bitch, I'm here, okay? I'm about to, I'm about to break down finances. I'm about to do everything. I'm about to show y'all how to live. I'm just saying, if you never read the Bible, I guess that wouldn't be funny to you, but... <laughs> When the devil comes back, he's not going to be kicking everybody's asses. He's supposed to be hooking us up, you fucking idiots, okay? It's Jay-Z, Beyonce is fucking Eve, okay? That's what's happening right now. And I'm going to tell you how I know Beyonce is Eve. What was Jay-Z's nickname for Beyonce? It was Bay, right? That's Bay, right? It, but Bay, when he says it with a Y, right? But Bay was B-A-E, right? Everybody started calling the, the person they were just fucking, but not with Bay. Oh, no, that's just Bay. That's just Bay. B-A-E. Bite the apple Eve. That's what the fuck that shit is. <laughs> Trying to get you to buy into temptation, man. I'm just saying, pay attention, all right? My name is Terry Dorsey, man. Y'all enjoy the rest of the night. Terry Dorsey, everyone! Enjoy him on Tuesday nights from 8 to 10 on TNA. Your next comedian, she's another new person to the room. I'm excited that she's here. You guys are going to love her. Clap those meat paws together in a slappy-like motion for Carolyn May. I saw uh, another gentleman walk up here, and I was like, there's no way we have the same name. They're, that's ridiculous. So sorry that took me so long. Um, yeah, my name's Carol, Caroline May. Um, I'm not from here. I'm from San Diego. Um, yeah. But, so this is my first time here. Um, do we have any uh, fans of consexual uh, sex? Huh? Okay. Yes. Okay, you guys scared me for a minute there. Um, I thought I was in a room full of rapists, so that was just to make sure and check, so thank you. I feel a lot safer. Just need to know what kind of crowd I am uh, affiliated with right now. Um, but I uh, saw Planet of the Apes, and uh, that was the new one. That one was pretty good. It was based here in uh, San Francisco. And um, the cool part about it, though, was, I mean, I don't live here or anything, but I know that those people are uh, not from San Francisco in that movie. They were all, like, white people that looked like me, like, just, like, really good-looking versions of me, like, running around. Um, I'm pretty sure the, def like, the demographic here is uh, mostly, like, Asian and gay people. And um, not to be racist, that's just what it is. And there was not one represented at all in this movie of San Francisco. Like, they could at least have, like, one gay guy, like, no, like, get out of here, monkey. Stop it. Get out of here. But no, there was nothing. There was just a bunch of white people in San Francisco. It's like, what kind of fantasy world are we living in here? Like, that would have been a great movie. It's it's ridiculous. Not, not the right people are represented, and uh, it kind of takes away from the whole thing. I mean... 
the San Francisco experience is definitely really Asian and really gay. So I missed that one, Planet of the Apes. Uh, But I am from um, uh, SeaWorld. That's in San Diego. Grew up with that shit. Uh, If you don't know what that's about, it's basically set up for uh, every third grade uh, public school in San Diego to just molest any sea creature that they can find. And uh, which is really messed up. Okay. I didn't listen. I didn't put this upon myself. They did it to me. Okay. Uh, I would pretend there was food in my hand and, you know, go pet the stingrays, just splash on the top. And uh, I wouldn't have food. Okay. I was like six. This is when it started. Uh, The stingray would come and I would just, you know, slip a finger in there just real quick. And uh, I mean, yeah, like screw those sexy little slippery stingrays. I, it's you guys have no idea though. It's messed up. Like I, you don't even know. I'm not allowed within like 200 yards of any aquarium now. Like my childhood messed me up, you guys. I, I go to a nice sushi restaurant. There's a beautiful tank there, and I have to tell my party and explain to them why we have to pick another restaurant. Like it's bad. It's bad, but uh, it's a great place to grow up if you want to uh, be a child molester. Um, So I'm a millennial. Um, I'll admit that. Just don't ask me to spell it Um, because I can't. Uh, And I was like, dude, why does everyone say we suck so bad, you know? I was like, oh, like everyone says like the worst people ever. And I'm like, I know I suck, but like we not all of us suck, you know? And so I was like, oh, there's got to be something good about us. And so I Googled it, and literally the best thing I could find that we did, our big contribution to the world, uh, is uh, 77% of us as millennials, we uh, participate in loyalty reward programs. Yes, very proud of us. Uh, So take that, baby boomers. You might have invented the uh, World Wide Web. but I'm getting 10% off on Domino's, so uh, who's really winning, you know? Um, well, I will uh, leave you guys just right then and there, and um, thank you so much for, for having me, you guys. You guys have been great. Thank you. Give it up for Pam. Carolyn May, all the way from San Diego, raping stingrays. Love it. Uh one of my fond memories from going to SeaWorld when I was six or seven was that my parents uh, murdered a, 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 an oyster for me and I got to choose one and then we murdered the oyster and then took the pearl out and we put it in a little cage and I wore it around my neck until I lost it at a Chuck E. Cheese later on in my life. Very happy moments, sad moments. But the sad thing was they didn't let me eat the oyster and I really kind of wanted to. So that, there you go. Uh, fun Sea World memories. Yay, San Diego. Carolyn May, everyone. Yay, all the way from San Diego. Your next comedian, if uh, Mike Spiegelman, if you could be so kind as to grab the microphone and stick it into her amazing microphone slot thing on her Flavin. Hey, everybody. She's a hilarious individual. You're going to enjoy her very much right now. Clap your hands together for Jade.
new. I'm trying it. It's new. And I think it works. It works? It works. I work. That's not what they said when I turned three years old. It's okay. I, I've been pondering my, my genital situation. And I think I'm content. I really think it's a good, it's a good deal. I think if I had it any other way, it'd be difficult to sit down. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how does it work? Do you have a hard time? Do either of you? Does it just move out of the way when you sit? It moves. <laughs> so it's like a boner every time you sit then. It's like an evolutionary necessity boner. <laughs> I I would hope so. Cause we're all different. I don't know. I had a I had a shitty Fourth of July. I really did. I'm still kind of bummed out about it too. This is fucking bullshit. I was drinking. I went out onto the porch, watched the fireworks. Got a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just rain down on from the heavens, right on my face, fucking DUI. No, no, yeah, I keep laughing, it gets worse, it gets worse. I was on my way to the bus stop, after that, was gonna get on the bus, wasn't even halfway up the ramp, got another DUI. I thought, shit, now how am I supposed to get to jail? I don't know, how, I don't know what they want me to do. I think the system is flawed. <laughs> we all knew that, though. I don't know, dude. I'm tired. Tired of the fucking cops, right? Tired of the fucking cops shooting people, putting them in wheelchairs. Except now I think they're starting to feel bad because now they're ripping people back out of their wheelchairs and throwing them on the ground again. <laughs> they're like, I'm sorry! I'm sorry! Sorry, Mike, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have the right to remain silent, but I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Feels nice to finally be treated like an equal. Feels nice to go from being wheelchair bound to actually bound. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay though, I, I know, I know why they do it, I know why the cops do it, two reasons, number one, they want our wheelchairs, they want to have them, they are collector's items soon, insurance ain't gonna pay for them very much longer, and uh, reason number two, is because nobody likes old people, and so, Let's take a cop, let's call him Cooper the Cop. Cooper the Cop gets old, starts pissing himself. Parents don't want, or his, or his family doesn't want to take care of him anymore. So they put him in a nursing home. And when the nursing attendant asks him, Sir, do you have a support system? You can say, well, I got my wheelchair back from the race wars of 17. <laughs> and this is a... I think this is a historical time. 
But I'm very glad cop cars aren't accessible yet. I think that would be that would be a problem for many of us. Wow, I still have more jokes. I still gotta tell more jokes. I oh th thanks, Pam. Um I should tell one more joke. I guess I I don't I don't have any. That's that's a bummer. So it moves, it just moves by itself? The, uh, like, like how? Like I need to know like what like when you sit it doesn't pinch. I'm not a physicist, so anyway. It just doesn't like that's amazing. It's fucking amazing. And they say men are terrible. I disagree. I think that's incredible. Alright, my name is Jade Terrier. Thank you very much. <laughs> Jade, everyone! That was very... It doesn't... It doesn't pinch. <laughs> it moves on its own. I, I mean, I, I have the... I mean... Do my... F I mean, there's... I've had it when the, when your underwear gets kind of far up your twat and it feels like it's weird and you're like, ah, and it almost is like it's pinching, but it's not, but it's because the fabric is all squished up in there, you know what I mean? As the oldest set no. of balls, would you like me to address this issue? Well, it is it when you're older, your balls hang lower, and therefore they get pinched too, right? Right. I understand the physics of a square. No, I was just I joking. I have the most experience in this matter. Oh, because your balls are the oldest and the I've longest. I've been doing this the longest time. Right. Yeah. Occasionally, right. you have to cup down there when you sit down. Oh, really? Yeah. And, you have and to pick up the boys and girls sort of before you sit down. You sit down, yeah, or a little readjustment. Because you'll sit on your balls. Or they'll get stuck between your thighs. Wow. It's, it's one of the first times I'm like, maybe being a girl ain't so bad. Your next comedian, he's from far away. And that's exciting. You guys don't know him, so it means you're going to love his jokes because you haven't heard any of them. Ha! Clap those, slap those meatballs together for Nick Wolowinski. Make me happy, baby. I was 11 years old the last time I let my mother touch my taint. You thought we weren't going to talk about balls in that area anymore. You thought wrong. Thank you for the setup. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, my mom was always trying to get me to do stuff. Um, my last name is Walensky, which means I'm, I'm very Polish. She tried to get me to go to summer camp, and we Polish have a complicated history with camps, let me tell you what. <laughs> but she was always trying to get me to do stuff. One of those things when I was 11 was uh, baseball, Little League baseball, Cal Ripken, 11, 12-year-old. It was kind of fun. I don't really have a body built for baseball. I don't know if you can tell by looking at me, but I had even less of a body built for baseball at that time. Because this all pretty much like stretched out from that. This was all there. I just got taller. And so one of the things with baseball, going back to what your balls do, is you have to, you have to purchase an athletic supporter. Um, it's usually basically like underwear without the ass. Um, and they just kind of cup everything. And you put a little plastic guard in to protect in case of bat or ball injury, both directions. Um, and I, be, being 11, uh, I was like, this is so cool. This is going to be awesome. I'm very excited. I went commando um, underneath 
the jock strap, which you're not supposed to do, as I later found out. So I'm sitting out in left field because I wasn't a great fielder. I wasn't great at anything. So they figured if, you know, one or two pop flies went my way, I could miss them and, and we'd still do we'd still do fine. So I'm sitting there in left field doing my stretches, trying to look like a baseball player. This is about as far as I could get then and uh, gotten better actually since. Uh, and all the while, like the running in and out from the field and on the baseline and all that, my my thighs were chafing, which I didn't know that term at the time, but I've become far more familiar with it in my oldish age. And so one of the remedies for chafing when it itches or, or burns, as it often does, is to use uh, lidocaine, like a spray lidocaine, just a medicinal substance to make the pain stop. And it does make the pain stop, but uh, it hurts before it does that, sometimes a lot, depending on the affected area. So we're on our way home. I informed my mother of the chafing situation. Maybe I should have been more specific about the degree, but that's fine. We stopped at a drugstore, picked up some lidocaine, and we got home. My brother and sister are sitting in the living room. My mom and I are in the bathroom. The door is closed. And I don't know if anybody here works on cars, but when you do work on the undercarriage of a vehicle, you generally lift it up. And we didn't really have that technology in our bathroom. So I'm standing on top of like the plastic toilet seat angled up a little bit. And my mom is like kneeling on the bathroom floor trying to get the best, I guess point of entry would be sufficient. Um, Cause it's everywhere. Like, yeah, taint is bad. Back of the balls are bad. Thighs, a little bit in the, you know, b-hole crack. Um, it's just kind of a war zone at this point. And I am that, terrific 11-year-old mixture of innocent and confident. You know, nothing is going to go wrong here, right? Because why would it? I did great. I didn't get a hit, but I swung at everything. Literally everything. Um, and so I'm standing there, and she's applying this spray. And I'm thinking, cool. It's cold. It's wet. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then I start screaming, which I'm not going to do in here. But I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, and I don't think my mother expected this either. So I'm screaming. A second later, she starts screaming, and we're both in the bathroom for 10 to 15 minutes with my brother and sister out in the living room. Cartoons are on mute at this point. Like, you have to be curious at what's going on. And then my, uh, my brother and sister never went anywhere alone with my mom again. <laughs> um, that joke took longer last time. Uh, I'm going to tell one more little one um, about dicks again. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think dicks are a lot of the reason why women tend to be smarter, more intelligent and resourceful than than men because penises are just such a simple tool. They're a very simple sexuality. They're kind of just there. They move on their own. They pretty much do their own thing. Whereas vaginas, they're, they can be complicated. They, they can require a, a, a sense of ingenuity for even the most experienced of users. A and I'd like to think that if, if genitals were murderers, for example, 
the vagina would definitely be the Zodiac killer. Because, like, there are a few people out there who know or claim to know the secrets, but it'll pretty much remain a mystery for the rest of us forever. Whereas, I guess the dick, the dick is more like O.J. Simpson. Because at this point, everybody knows what it's about, but it will never be held responsible for its actions. Thank you guys very much. I've been Nick Walensky. Nick Walensky! Hooray! All of our out-of-town people today, give it up for them. Out-of-town people, yay! Well, this has been the happy hour. In the fills, we've been listening to J.D. Buell. He sadly died on Monday. He was one of our DJs and a musician that we knew and a really great guy. And uh, so we were playing him in the fills today. But um, hey, everybody, have a great weekend. Tomorrow is Noise Pop. All day we've got live bands and fun things going to be happening. Uh, 8 o'clock comedy show uh, fundraiser for Comedy Day. It's going to be great. And uh, hey, stay tuned. 8 o'clock tonight, Hell Hat Improv Comedy, uh, third Friday of every month. They're going to pull out of a hat. There's weird shit in there tonight. Oh, fuck. Uh, it's going to be fun. Thanks for being here. Bye. Damn. Going back to Cassie I'm going back for sure There will only be something missing If I don't go back to her Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well gather around me sea dogs And get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the internet ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it. Or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs>30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, 
theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee-slapping, side-splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Francisco, if you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. 
they have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Anything you try has already been done before, and there's nothing really you can do about it. So remember to avoid taking risks and to whisper into feathers together in the dark. It's the right thing to do, and viewers like you. When the circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze quad elephant, see? Look on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. Listen to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown Party tonight. All right, folks, as you know, as you know, Shaggy's Soul Shakedown is every Thursday. Every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. here on MutinyRadio.fm. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to JohnStraussLaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. <laughs> 